TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Man, what a day. Welcome to the Tuesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio. My name is Greg DeMarco. I'm recording this on a Monday night after a crazy ass fucking Monday, man. And I am so excited to talk about some wrestling. You know, sometimes when I do these, I don't talk about wrestling. But after a crazy day of work and a good workout, there's nothing I want to do more than talk about some professional fucking wrestling. So I'm going to dive right in. You saw the name of today's show, DB or not to be, or not DB. That is the WrestleMania question. Before we, if you're smart enough to know, I'm talking about Daniel Bryan and his role at WrestleMania 37, specifically if he should be a part of the match, the feud between Roman Reigns and Edge. And I'm going to dig into that here in a moment, and I'm going to do all the typical intro shit here in a moment. But before I do any of that, I want to take you back to WrestleMania 30. Because if you've listened to me as a podcaster, if you've written, if you've read the things that I write as a writer, you know that WrestleMania 30 is my favorite WrestleMania. And Daniel Bryan is the reason behind it. Now, to further pull the curtain back... I did not get sucked into the Daniel Bryan is getting screwed by the company line that so many still incorrectly maintain to this day. That was the plan the August before. When the SummerSlam angle went down, Daniel Bryan beat John Cena and Randy Orton cashed in money in the bank with Triple H as a special guest referee. That will set plans in motion for WrestleMania 30. Now, were there bumps along the road and and maybe some doubt? There always is. That's just the way long-term plans work in WWE. But I'm telling you that as a plan. In November of the year before, I was told point blank by somebody in the know, WrestleMania 30 will end with Daniel Bryan standing tall. So all these reports and even CM Punk spreading the bullshit that, you know... Daniel Bryan and Sheamus with what was on the cards. That's not the case, okay? The only thing that changed was how we got there. Originally, CM Punk was going to wrestle Triple H. And the winner, and, and, and if Punk won, he was going to basically, he was going to wrestle Triple H for the opportunity to have Daniel Bryan compete in the main event of WrestleMania. They never intended to go with Randy Orton versus Batista. They never intended to go with Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. Those things were not going to happen at WrestleMania 30. They just weren't. It was always the Daniel Bryan show. There's an interview with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon where they talked about it. I believe it was Rolling Stone. I have to go back and try to find it because people question me all the damn time. And they talked about how that was the story from the beginning. Triple H talked about training, getting ready for that because he knew what kind of opponent Daniel Bryan was and how important that was. I know people talk about WrestleMania 17 possibly having the greatest WrestleMania opening match of all time. I believe that Daniel Bryan and Triple H is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, or WrestleMania opening match of all time, and is one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. That was a masterclass in storytelling between Daniel Bryan and Triple H. But that whole story, Daniel Bryan winning in the opener, 
going to the main event, beating Randy Orton, beating Batista, the, the involvement between him and Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, and everything that built up there. It was painful to watch at times, and it was supposed to be painful to watch at times because of the payoff at the end. Now, we all remember WrestleMania, I believe it was 19, the one that was in Seattle. Yeah, because Austin and Rock fought on opposite years. Triple H should have put over Booker T for all the shit he said about Booker T, even going with the race and, and jail cards. <clears throat> that story was written for, for Booker T to go over, except he didn't in the end, all right? Sting at WrestleMania 31. That whole thing was done and written for Sting to go over, but he didn't in the end. WrestleMania 30 was written for Daniel Bryan to go over, and he did. They paid that shit off in a big way with Daniel Bryan going over at WrestleMania 30, and that's the way it was supposed to be. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because here we sit for WrestleMania 37. But I want to go back because Daniel Bryan, I've said this so many times before, people love to compare Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano because Johnny Gargano is small. And he's fine in NXT in terms of his size. But on the main roster, it would be a struggle. Yes, the main roster, okay? There's NXT and there's the main roster. We all need to embrace and accept it because it's pretty fucking obvious. The reason why you cannot use Daniel Bryan as the example for why Johnny Gargano can be successful on the main roster right now is because of Daniel Bryan. Everyone says, oh, you know, he's this generation's Daniel Bryan. Well, no. First of all, he's not. That, that's not what they say. I'm sorry. Everybody compares him to Daniel Bryan. Every generation can only have one Daniel Bryan. This generation's Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan. He's still there. Now, I know his career's winding down. He's pushing 40, and he's got kids, and, and everything that's going on, and, and he wants to, to slow down, move backstage, and all that stuff. And he will. And he'll have a very successful and prosperous career in that area as well. But Daniel Bryan is still a marketable, money-making talent. And WrestleMania 30 was one of the greatest nights in pro wrestling history and one of the most satisfying endings. I've often said that Daniel Bryan getting hurt and having to forfeit that title was appropriate and was the best thing to happen because sometimes, I call it the homicide theory, okay? Homicide spent over a year chasing down, ironically enough, Bryan Danielson, of course, now Daniel Bryan, for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. And when Homicide won that title, at Final Battle, I believe, 2006, the story ended. And Homicide had three successful title defenses and then lost the belt to Takeshi Morishima in almost a squash-like fashion. And it made sense to me because once Homicide won, the story was over. There was no story in Homicide's reign. That was the same with Daniel Bryan. Right? He could feud with Randy Orton. He could feud with Kane. And, and then, of course, the injuries happened and he ended up having to forfeit the title. And then he came back for WrestleMania 31 and, and all that, right? But the story was over when Daniel Bryan won. So um, I didn't expect him to have a long reign. It just ended that way. Now, you could say the same thing about Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania 35. Once Kofi Mania hit its apex and he won the title at WrestleMania 35, you could argue the story was over. But then he went on to have like a six-month run as WWE champion and did a damn good job of it and was booked as a credible champion for most of it. Yes, he got squashed by Brock Lesnar. No, that wasn't because WWE wanted to squash him. It's because of the, the, the poor timing on the first episode of SmackDown on Fox and how long The Rock took in the open and all of that. Like, they just didn't have that much time left. So they did what they had to do for Kofi Kingston at uh, at the first SmackDown on Fox and, and to have him, you know, be put, you know, put over Brock Lesnar in the way he did. That's just what they had to do. 
Kofi was just a victim of circumstance at that point. But the Daniel Bryan story at WrestleMania 30 was perfect and wonderful, and I loved it. And that's why it's one of my favorite stories. And we're going to equate that here in a moment to WrestleMania 37. Circling back, of course, I did tell you this is Chair Shot Radio, Tuesday morning edition. My name is Greg DeMarco. Follow me at Chair Shot Greg. This uh, show, Chair Shot Radio, is your daily fix. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com, at Chair Shot Media on all of your forms of social media there. Head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt. Lots of great designs and styles you can get there. Get it in soft style, a couple dollars more. Super comfy. You'll love it. You know you will. So treat yourself. Pick that up. It goes to support everything we do here at thechairshot.com. Just like all of the commercials that you listen to, including the one you're going to hear right now. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Hello everyone! Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time, Welcome to WrestleMania! Hey folks, PC Tony here. Make sure you're checking out Mania Madness every Friday afternoon on TheChairShot.com. Christopher Platt and a rotating list of guests go through every WrestleMania one six-pack at a time. Check it out every Friday only on the ChairShot Radio Network. Now there's a rumor that... The original plans for WrestleMania 37 were Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre versus Edge. That those are the original plans. Now, I know we thought about Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, or excuse me, Edge and Randy Orton. I'm talking about, you know, as we led up to the Royal Rumble and they made the decision that Orton and the Fiend was going to continue and that Edge was going to go on and, and win the Royal Rumble and thus challenge for a title at WrestleMania. I immediately, when Edge was going to win the Rumble, I immediately said he should go after Roman Reigns. Like, Edge versus Roman Reigns was the marquee matchup. But there is the, the rumor out there, pretty heavy rumor, that the original plan was Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan and Edge and Drew McIntyre. That that's where they were going to go. That's where they wanted to go. Now, I can't substantiate that. I don't have knowledge to the situation. I know it was recently reported, even on this website, that that was the plan. And along with some other things that I don't believe were true, okay? Um, once I read on this website, it was on one of our podcasts. And I'm not 100% sure what was being said is is factual. And I'm not even sure where that person heard those things. But that's okay. Not here. Talk about that. However, it does make sense to go Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan because he's the underdog and it fits everything the head of the table was doing. And then Edge and Drew McIntyre to give Drew McIntyre that big win. Now, I love what they've done with Bob Lashley. I think he ultimately deserves this WrestleMania spotlight. I'm sad that Cedric and Shelton had to lose. Hopefully they find their way into the tag title match if they haven't already. So they can be a part of it. I say if they haven't already because it's Monday and I haven't seen Raw yet. So that's why I say that. But I want to see the Hurt Business get there. Get there just due. And Bobby Lashley defending, walking into WrestleMania as a world champion is a great way to do that. Now, circling back to Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. That is a hell of a story to tell. And if you believe the rumor, same rumor as before, and I don't know that I do, 
WWE did a poll on Twitter, probably some other places, and they do their email surveys and everything else, asking people who they wanted to see Edge challenge at WrestleMania. Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, who at the time was the WWE champion, and of course the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. You would expect that Roman Reigns is going to win that poll. But apparently, he won by such a deciding margin that they shifted course and changed plans. Now, WWE does market research all the time. And, and this is what they do. And this is just one form of the multitude of market research they do. You'd be shocked at how important, how closely they look at YouTube. YouTube is a huge barometer of people's behaviors, more so than a Twitter poll and even an email survey. Because there's thought that goes into that. YouTube is thoughtless. YouTube is just what you're, it was behavioral and not necessarily cognitive sometimes. And so they look at YouTube data way more than you would think. So if you want to if you want to be Bart Simpson and, and influence the ratings, man, get get a group of people together and fuck with YouTube and get those numbers up for your favorite wrestler and I guarantee you they will get a push. That's just a little, little, little side job right there, okay? You really want Chad Gable to get that mania push? Give him the Daniel Bryan push? Get those YouTube views up and I tell you, it'll happen. It's going to take a hell of an effort to get him to be their top YouTube guy. But if you can do it, it's going to happen for you. Now, so either way, that apparently caused them to change course and go with Edge and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, which led to everything they did on Raw that got Bob Lashley a world title. And if so, more power to him. Bob Lashley deserves to be WWE champion, even though he's probably going to lose at WrestleMania to Drew McIntyre. But that leaves Daniel Bryan as the odd man out. Now, there's a ton of stuff you can do, right? Seth Rollins would be a great opponent for Daniel Bryan. Jay Uso could be a great opponent for Daniel Bryan. Hell, you could even go with a multi-man match where you've got Shinsuke, you've got Cesaro, you've got Seth Rollins. There's a lot you can do with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. And you throw Jay Uso in there, maybe Big E, make it a ladder match. I mean, there's just so much shit you could do, right? But Daniel Bryan as a main event at WrestleMania does add some spice that Edge and Roman Reigns just hasn't seemed to have had. And the reason why is because Edge, as the Rumble winner, I think is not overly interesting to many people. Edge is better as an antagonist than, than a protagonist. And it just didn't seem to work for me as Edge having a, to, to still be the antagonist despite the fact that he would be the babyface, the hero in the situation. And it's just, it's just a little off. And that's why I think it's working. So, so Edge's recent actions at Fastlane, hitting Daniel Bryan with a chair. Roman Reigns was essentially tapping out. It was very light tap, so you know that can be disputed. It all points to Daniel Bryan somehow getting involved. I think you should get Daniel Bryan involved. Like I said, that's the spice that match needs. I'm surprised it needs it. I think Edge and Roman Reigns uh, could have been good. I think if you just booked Edge to get some victories as he continues to build his way up to the match at Roman Reigns, we could have been fine. I think you could have held off a little bit on his announcement on on who he was going to be challenging. I, you know, I'll save that. I'll save that one for after the next commercial. But involving Daniel Bryan to me works. Here's what I think you should do. We already know Drew McIntyre is going to get his shot at Bobby Lashley. Probably the end of night one, although I would give that to to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. You've already got two black women wrestling over what's basically a world championship. They don't call it that, but they should. For the women, and I think that moment deserves one night of a main event at WrestleMania. Last year, the women's matches at WrestleMania were not put in prominent enough positions for me. And I think you can go a long way by letting that match main event WrestleMania. Now, what else does that mean? 
to me, we've got Daniel Bryan challenging, uh, getting his way into the match with Edge and Roman Reigns. But I think you don't do that until WrestleMania itself. You've got two nights. All right, let's assume that Edge and Roman Reigns is going to shut down the whole show, right? It's going to be the last thing we do. It's a two-night WrestleMania. WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan opened the show against Triple H and then closed the show as the, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, right? He held two belts up high, doing the yes chant on the table with all the fans, moment that we will never, ever forget. Give Daniel Bryan an opponent on night one of WrestleMania. Seth Rollins, maybe it's a multi-man match, maybe it's a gauntlet, something where the winner gets in, Right? Let Daniel Bryan go through that. That could be a hell of a match on night one of WrestleMania. Continue to build that Daniel Bryan story and get people talking the day of WrestleMania night two about the fact that now Daniel Bryan's in the match. That, to me, is a hell of a way to tell that story and get Daniel Bryan in there with Edge and Roman Reigns. You can also get the belt off of Roman Reigns by having Edge be the one that Daniel Bryan beats giving Roman the reasons to go after Daniel Bryan after that and have that long-term feud. Plus, we can still do the Edge and Daniel Bryan story that a lot of people want to see as well. But to me, I think you make Daniel Bryan earn his way in. Because here's the thing. We're at reduced capacity, right? 25,000 seats for each night of WrestleMania. From what I understand, it's almost sold out except for some expensive floor seats that have to be bought in pods. So you got to buy like six of them anyway, right? It's a little confusing for some people. In my opinion... You don't need Daniel Bryan in the main event of WrestleMania to sell the show. You need it to tell the story and to put on the best show possible. Because remember, WrestleMania, there's two parts to WrestleMania. They're selling the event, which is super easy to do. And then there's executing the event, which is a lot harder. And you want to maintain the integrity of WrestleMania. And I think having that two-night story arc between Daniel Bryan to get into the match with Edge and Roman Reigns is the way to go. So for my money... You go with the triple threat, but you make him earn his way into it. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com I want to take you back to WrestleMania 21. I fantasy booked at the time. Wrote it somewhere. Probably on a message board. That Batista should not have declared his match against Triple H when he did. In fact, 
I would have, well, no, no, I take that back. He could have declared it when he did. What I liked was the idea of having Batista sign the contract to wrestle JBL, thus making Triple H happy, Evolution, and take over both brands, whatever, right? So Triple H, or, or Batista signs the contract to wrestle JBL, then does the thumbs down, then power bombs Triple H through the table, then signs a contract to wrestle Triple H, putting Batista in both title matches at WrestleMania 21. You do John Cena, JBL, and Batista towards the middle of the event, maybe two matches in between that and, and the show closer. Put a women's match, you put Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle, and then of course you've got the, the show closer with um, Batista and, and Triple H. Have Batista not factor into the finish, right? Somehow he ends up outside the ring. While inside the ring, the FU from John Cena to JBL. One, two, three, John Cena is your new WWE champion. Then we go have Batista wrestle Triple H in the main event. Batista wins, brand new world heavyweight champion, right? Simple, pretty easy story to tell. And I think it's a unique way to use the WrestleMania winner, or excuse me, the Royal Rumble winner at WrestleMania. For me with Edge, I think what you do and it's too late now, obviously. But I think what you could have done was proceed on Raw, building. Proceed on SmackDown, building. And have Edge do the thing, Ultimate Opportunist, and have him come out and be like, hey, I'll tell you who I'm going to face at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. And maybe you even put both men's title matches on the second night. I don't know what you do, right? But you have Edge reveal that he's not going to reveal until WrestleMania itself. Then you build Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Then you build Bob Lashley and Drew McIntyre, all with Edge waiting in the wings to see who he's going to cash in on. Now, he doesn't cash in on uh, Daniel, or he doesn't, you know, enter himself into the match between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Therefore, we, or excuse me, on, on Bob Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Therefore, we know it's going to be the Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan match. That's where he shows up, makes his presence felt, and, and maybe, and then you book whatever you were going to book, right? But I just think it's a way to add some intrigue to WrestleMania. Have Edge holding the contract. That's the graphic. He's on the poster, you know, and just really let Edge kind of kind of hang over this thing a little bit because he can play that role. That's not an easy role to play, and he can play that role. It's kind of like the Money in the Bank winner, right? Tease that they're going to cash in at WrestleMania, and we don't know who it's going to be against. There's a lot you can do with that, and that's what I thought they should have done with Edge. Don't let him reveal who it's going to be until WrestleMania itself. You know, that could have been a whole segment. At WrestleMania. Don't do some stupid gender reveal with it where you hit a baseball and it explodes into pink dust and then we know it's a girl, right? Whatever. I don't like that shit, but it's fine. Let people be happy. Let them live. That, that's what I say, right? Let, that's my new thing right now. Let, let them live. Let him live. Let her live. Let people live. Everyone will be happier. And, and if you're in a relationship and you let them live, it's probably going to work out well for all parties involved. That's going to do it for this day's edition, almost of this week, this day's edition of Chair Shot Radio. My name's Greg DeMarco. Chair Shot Radio, as you know, is your daily fix, all right? That means on Tuesdays, you get me. Wednesdays, you get me, and usually it's someone else. Maybe it's Miranda Morales, Patrick O'Dowd, Derek Montias done it. Lately, it's been Miranda Morales. Given my recording schedule right now, probably going to be Miranda Morales again tomorrow. So look out for that. We always have a lot of fun on the Wednesday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Kind of DeMarco and friends. Uh, maybe not. I don't want to. I don't want to call it that because I don't feel like it's fair to the amazing people that helped me out with that show. Thursday, Ray Cash and Darren Max Kirkby. Head Trauma Thursdays on Chair Shot Radio. Fridays, PC Tunney. Saturday, Christopher Platt and Andrew Belaz. Sunday, Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar. Mondays, PC Tunney. Right back around to me on Tuesday. That's Chair Shot Radio each and every single day. Almost jinxed it. 
by pointing that out lately, you know, lately a lot more, but we've managed to pull it through, pull it out. Look, our March numbers are doing great. We are continue to exceed every month, month over month. So super excited about that and what we've been able to accomplish here, Chairshot Radio Network and Chairshot Radio. Hats off to BC Tunney for pulling that off. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up that chair shot t-shirt at Chairshot Media. That's the chairshot.com social media accounts. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Me, I'm at Chairshot Greg. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook, family stuff and a lot of wrestling, especially for IZW. I am a promoter and I promote those events here in Phoenix, Arizona. We are headed towards our fourth straight sellout. We announced on Monday that we will have a blood sport match. For the first time in Arizona wrestling history, we're taking the ropes off. We're letting the Hawaiian Lion and Graves go to battle with no ropes, no pinfalls, submission or knockout. Those two guys train in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They are fighters at their core. And that is going to be one hell of a match to go along with the strap match, to go along with the old school tag team rules match, to go along with the IZW World Heavyweight Championship match, triple main event. It's going to be so much fun. IZW Regulate, May 15th. Head on over to our social media platforms at IZW Wrestling. So two W's, IZW Wrestling AZ. The ticket link is in all of our bios. Get those tickets now while you can. They are going to sell out soon. Um, we're, we're selling tickets at a record pace each and every show over show. And, and you know, I've had people suggest that we put tickets on sale for the rest of the year. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Uh, it's a very interesting topic, and, and maybe I'll discuss it on air and see what we want to do. But that is what we're looking at. That is where we are for IZW coming up here on May 15th. Bloodsport, first time in Arizona history, at IZW Wrestling AZ. Uh, of course, at you know on Twitter, I talk about wrestling, call people stupid, share that stuff there. And then Instagram is, is really the, the, the place of choice right now. I do a lot of the fitness health updates with the chronic myeloid leukemia. If it's the first time you're hearing me say that, that's the same leukemia Roman Reigns has. I'm going to be okay. I'm taking my treatment. I'm doing everything they ask of me. Hell, I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. We're going to make that shit happen. We're going to pull it out. We're going to be an inspiration to everybody. And we're going to beat leukemia just like Roman Reigns has. Right? We're going to make that shit happen. That's why they call me the big dog here at thechairshot.com and the Chairshot Radio Network. So thank you all for listening, for being a part of all this. We do this for you. We love putting this content out there, supporting us, supporting Chairshot Radio. Everything that you do, I do appreciate that. And until tomorrow on the Wednesday edition of Chairshot Radio, this is Greg DeMarco signing off of the Tuesday edition of Chairshot Radio, reminding you to never stop building. That life's tough, you can be tougher, to be unstoppable, and to always use your head. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart and baby satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. The chairshot.com. Always use your head.